we are on a deep subject about the blessings of God. I want you to be blessed. I want your families to be blessed. And uh, there's some things that we can do, and that's what we're going to learn today. And I don't know if we're going to finish today. But uh, we said that too many Christians are bound by an earthly perspective. In other words, they're just thinking about today. Maybe thinking about tomorrow. But not even thinking maybe about next year or what is to come. See, that's why we're praying for these elections. What does that signify? It means we're thinking about something that's going to happen down the line that's very important to this nation. But too many people are just living day by day, not even thinking about their future. But God expects us to think about our our future. God expects us to have a latter-end perspective. We said if you are a born-again child of God, you have a spiritual destiny to fulfill. Therefore, as a believer, you must have a strong sense of purpose for your life and an understanding of God's prophetic words concerning your latter end. You've got to see the big picture. Say, I must see the big picture. That's right. So our purpose for the last few weeks, what we've been talking about was, number one, what does God's word say about your latter end? What's the Bible say? And then number two, what should be the believer's mindset and spiritual responsibility in considering his or her latter end? Okay? We said, look at Luke 22. Would you look there? Because this has been our our foundational scripture. Luke chapter 22. If you're young here today, I want you to know that God has good things for you ahead. The thoughts that I think towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future hope and expected end. Even if you're in your latter years, God still has blessings for you. All the hell that's going on around us, the darkness, all the violence and everything, don't get caught up in that. God is going to bless his people. Look at the nation of Israel when they left Egypt. What was it like in that land at that time? How many plagues had they experienced? There was extreme darkness, but there still was light in the the Jews' households. And how did the Jewish people leave the nation of Egypt? Poor and destitute, limping out, sick? No, they left healthy. They left rich. They left blessed. And so don't get distracted by all that's going on. Don't ignore what's going on in the world. Some Christians put their head in the sand and just hope it's all going to go away when Hillary's elected. It's not going to go away, whether it's Hillary or whether it's Trump. Trump said he's going to stop all this and all that. Well, he's got some humbling to go through in the next few weeks, months, and years too. It just isn't all Hillary and all Trump. It's going to have to be God. 
But don't be distracted by all that. Yes, pray for what's going on around in the world. We, I just heard there was a, a woman from the high school that was in Munich, was in this shopping mall with Simpson. I don't know what her first name is. You had her. Okay, well, she was there and this... No, not her. The gun gunshot started to ring out, and so the waiter took her and put her up somewhere in an attic to hide her. See, you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. That's why you've got to stay hooked up in the church. That's why you've got to have the foundation of the Word of God under your feet. So, but don't don't get this mentality. You know, what was it, Hee Haw, where they were sitting on the couch? Do you remember that show, Hee Haw? Some of you don't even know who Hee Haw was. How was that? How did that go, that song? Gloom and despair, agony on me. And I can't remember. Deep something, whatever. Deep, dark depression, sorrow, misery, or whatever. That's, that's where most of the, the church is, is sitting on the, the couch with Grandpa, singing that. Don't be singing that. God wants to bless his people. I'm blessed. You're blessed. And it doesn't make any difference what anybody else says if you stay hooked up with God in fellowship and relationship with God, you'll be blessed. See, that's good news. I said, that's good news. Luke twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus said, For I say to you that this which was written must still be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. Now, this, these are the words that I, probably a year ago that I read this, and it just jumped off at the page at me. Jesus Christ said this, For the things concerning me have an end. The things concerning me have an end. Another translation states, yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. See, Jesus, he is the beginning. He is the end. But most Christians don't even have a clue what's going on. We shouldn't be in the dark. We as believers should be a light to the world. We should have some answers for the world. I was with somebody the other day that was not a Christian. And he, and he knew I was a preacher. And he started going on about, boy, the times in which we live. And I looked at him. I said, you're in the latter end. You're in the end of the end. You're not in this, you know, the beginning of the end. We're at the end of the end in this scope of things, in this world, in time. And I, you know, he got me going a little bit, and he probably wondered, well, he probably remembered as a preacher. But we are in the end of the last days, the end of the end. But Jesus Christ knew who he was and what his mission in life was. If you don't know what you're called to do, then do some knee time. I was thinking about that the other day. Knee time. What's knee time? Kenny, this is what knee time is. You want to know what knee time? Not knee high. Knee time. You don't know what, young people, you don't know what to do. Kinsey, you should know what to do because you went to college and God's opened the door for you. But there'll be days ahead you're not going to know what to do. If you're teaching children, you're going to see some things. 
you're, you're not going to know what to do. The only thing you're going to know how to do in these last days is get on the knees. What's knee time? That's prayer time. That's saying, God, I don't have the answers. God, I don't know what to do. Please help me. I cry out to you, Lord. That's knee time. See, we, we want to walk around and do some things, but we better do some knee time first, spend some time with God. Jesus, did he do some knee time? Oh, boy, he did a lot of knee time. He spent a lot of time on his knees. But he, he knew who he was. He knew he was focused. He knew where he was going. He knew every prophecy written concerning his life and ministry was going to come to pass. And so young people, if you don't know what to do, and you go to, that happens when you're young. You get out of high school, you get into college, you start seeking, you know, wondering what am I going to do? See God, ask God, put God first, all right? So God, we said, uses his prophetic word to prosper you. God's word will bless you. God's word will prosper you. Ezra 6.14 says, So the elders of the Jews built, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai and the prophet and, the prophet and Zechariah. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel. So the word of God will prosper you. If you spend time with the word, God will bless you. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So stay hooked up with the word and you'll be blessed. Stick with the word of God and you will prosper and experience success. What does God promise? You know, all these things I'm saying will be on the test of home fellowship. The next home fellowship, we're going to cover all these things. But what has God promised you and I concerning the latter end? Should Should we be wringing our hands? No. God's word says this in Job 8, 7, though your beginning was small, your latter end will increase will increase so what's that mean preacher that means you might you might have had humble beginnings but god's end for you will be an end of blessings an end of increase amen and you know what you don't have to do business at the local church to be blessed by god You can trust God outside of these four walls that he can get business to you or prosper you if you're hooked up with him. Zechariah 4.10 says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. You know, so don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't faint in your mind. Just trust God. Amen? Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to read this to you. We might not get by this today again. This is so good. I hope none of you ever read this book because you'd be so blessed. But I've got it all. I can share it with you, okay? I want to read this to you. It's entitled, You Can't Miss It. And Brenda says, and she says this spirit by the spirit, I've planned and ordered every chapter of your life. 
Now, this is God speaking to you. Receive this as the word of the Lord to you. I have planned and ordered every chapter of your life so that even when it seems that you've lost your way, I will always cause you to course correct and stay on track as you determine to walk in step with me. How many have ever gotten off track? Just me? How many have ever made a mistake? Just me? How many have ever sinned? Just you? We all have. We've all gotten off course. And, and this is the scripture she bases this on, Psalm 37:23. I'm sharing this today because I want you to realize from the beginning to the latter end, you need to trust God. The steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. See, my steps are ordered of the Lord. Even when you don't know what to do and where to go and how to do it, Jesus himself had to trust the Father every step of the way. He says, when we hear God say that our steps are ordered, we need to take those words at face value. God is literally saying that he has the entire course of our lives mapped out. And by serving him, we can embrace that course. Sure, there are times when we make mistakes and wonder how we will ever recover, but God isn't taken off guard. Do you think God's wringing his hands right now? Oh, my God, if it's Hillary, what are we going to do? Or if it's, let's go the other way. If it's Trump, what are we going to do? Our mistakes Our simple oversights may create detours, but they don't take us out of God's plan. Now listen, as long as we continue to serve him. What's that mean? That means if you screw up, you make a mistake. If you will repent, if I will repent and say, God, I screwed up. I need help in this area. Guess what? He'll help you. God gives, gets us right back where we need to be even when we feel like we have totally blown it. Have you ever been there? How many, how many have ever shed a tear in their beer? Oh, Lord, I've really screwed up now. You can't use me. I've made mistakes. I'm on my sixth marriage. I've really screwed up. Do you think God can still use you? Yeah, he still can use you. But but it all comes down to the condition of your heart, your heart's attitude. And in these last days, a lot of Christians' hearts have been hardened through all the things that that they've gone through, and their heart is hardened because they haven't done any knee time. They haven't gotten on their knees and repented of their mistakes and their sins. God gets us right back where we need to be, even when we feel like we've totally blown it. Listen, young people, you're going to blow it at one point in your life. You're going to make mistakes. But listen to me today. Listen to me. Say, God, I've missed it. Help me. How hard is that? 
That's not hard. And guess what? His hand's on your life, and he'll continue to help you. Amen? It says, and even when we haven't blown it and are just trying to walk out our future, we need to rest assured that God has it all prepared. So rest in the fact that you're not going to miss your breakthrough or end up out of his will somehow. Even if you feel that you don't know what to do today or what the outcome of the future looks like, God is ordering your steps for a prosperous and fruitful outcome. In other words, a blessed latter end. You will enjoy his plan of blessings and your life will stay on course. You can't miss it. How many of you parents have ever missed it? Grandparents have missed it. Guess what? If you'll just get your heart right, repent, and say, I've missed it. Now, Lord, help me. You'll get back on course again. Let's pray this. She has this prayer. Say, Lord, I know that you have every part of my life mapped out. I will never get out of your plan. And I shall walk in all the miracles, blessings, and wonderful things you have in store for me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, see, I read that and I thought, boy, that's good. You need to hear that. You say, what book is you? It's none of your business. That's my book. I'll, we'll get you some of those. I keep saying that, but we've got to get them ordered. They're wonderful. You've got to trust God every day. Now, you have a responsibility. We've talked about that. We, we began last week talking about that. We said most Christians don't have an understanding that they are not just to live for today, but they're to live for tomorrow. In other words, they need to think about the future. How many of you are thinking about the future? If you're, if you're just having kids, you should start thinking about your future. You got some cheap term life insurance. Oh, I, I'm trusting God. I, I don't need insurance. Oh, that's what my father thought, and he left my mother without a whole lot. If he hadn't had his business, she wouldn't have had anything. You got to think about the future, Kenneth. Do this right here next to Kenneth. You've got to think about the future. God wants to bless you, but you've got to think about it. You've got to plan for it. You've got to save money. These are things that you have to do. So the first thing that the believer is responsible for, that you and I are responsible for concerning this latter end, the end of our life, is we need to number our days and understand how brief our time is upon the earth. You know, I realize some weeks I go over this, but you want to know why I go over this? And I'll go over this, and I go over this, because next week I get to ask you what I said, and you just look at me like, I don't know. Well, you say this with me. Number my days. Psalm 90 verse 10 says, Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. I want you to spend your days 
as God intended you to spend them. Make the most of all the time, the 24 hours that you have. Psalm 39 says, Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Help me to know that I'm here for but a moment more. My life is no longer than my hand. My whole lifetime is but a moment to you. So you're young. I used to be young. I still am kind of young compared to Nutter. Yeah, you can say amen. And you don't think about some things when you're young. You don't think you feel good. Oh, I feel so good. I can (coughs) run through a troop and leap over a wall. You know, and I enjoy work. I don't get any amens on that. I enjoy work. And I don't understand sometimes why people don't enjoy work. I work outside of of this, of what I do here. I enjoy it. I like to produce. If you're a true believer, you want to produce for the kingdom. But you know what? I can't do what I did 40, 50 years ago. I've tried it. One day, I I called her. I was laying on the floor. I said, help me. I can't get up. Literally, I couldn't get up. I had it in the back. Nate came up my steps yesterday. He was out here working, and he was perspiring. It was hot, wasn't it? He said, Pastor, pray for me in my back. I, I can understand. Micah can understand. You know, it hurts. You got back pain. You can't do much. So I prayed for him, and I gave him some Advil. Oh, pastor, you gave him drugs. He says, I've never taken anything like that. I thought, my God, I've taken how many bottles of Advil in my lifetime? (laughs) Life isn't what it used to be 40, 30, 40 years ago for me. And it really aggravates me because I like to work. I've always been energetic. Can you tell I've I've always been kind of energetic? But my God, I... I came home in from mowing the other day. I thought I was going to die. Take care of your back. So I told him, I took, take the Advil. I said, quit lifting the weights for a week. He's a weightlifter. Can you tell? Quit lifting weights. You going to quit lifting for a few days? Yeah. See, Michael, he said, quit lifting. I'm, I'm young. I'm tough. You wake up one day and you realize the majority of your life is over. There aren't, there, there's no more 1970s for me, Dean. Those were the good, that was a good decade for me. A lot of fun. I can't do some of the things I used to do, and I shouldn't. She keeps reminding me, and we get in arguments over it. We get in really strife over it. You ought to come to our house sometime and listen. You think, my God, are they preachers? Let's, don't give me that. We're human beings just like you. We have to deal with everything. She said, you can't do that. I was concerned about you. And I want to go, really? You're concerned? Because I have a tendency to do some things I shouldn't do. 
Is that just typical of most men? I don't know. But boy, I'm finding out I'm not young anymore. I can still outwork Micah. I'm not young anymore. So you young people think, oh, I'm young. I can just, it's going to be like this forever. Wake up. Make the most of your days today. And don't just think about you. Just don't think about me. What I can get for me. How I can gratify my flesh. Young people, you need to think about how are you going to bless and be a blessing to the kingdom of God. How can God use me? Kinsey, you should pray every day, God, use me to get to, through to these kids. What grade? First, oh, first grade. My first grade teacher's name was Mrs. Sagerman, and she was my favorite. So you ask God every day, God, use me, because there are going to be children you're going to be having in your classroom. They come from a rough background. And the only love and the only encouragement they're going to get is from you. So pray. Say, say this with me. Lord, use me to be a blessing in my latter days. That's right. That's right. This is all review today. I guess you're not ready for more. I'll go over one more thing. And this is worth repeating because you didn't remember it from last week. So I'm going to remind you. The second thing you need to do as a believer, you have a responsibility to do this. Say, listen to wise counsel and receive instruction. Now. You came up my, I'll just use you as an example. You came up my steps yesterday to pray for you. Did I pray for you? Did I tell you some things? Was I nice to you? Were you surprised that I was nice to you? <coughs> can, I, can I use you as an example? He's come so far. I'm so blessed you got saved under his ministry. I'm so blessed your family's here. Because of you, your family's come, and your family's been blessed. Your mama could have been dead. She's not. She's alive. I was there today after, after, long after they opened up her head and had done brain surgery. She's talking to me. What a miracle. But you, but you, you need to understand something. <clears throat> I, I told him, I think this is really interesting. For so long, I have to get on him to do something. Why? Because it's my job to teach and train him what to do. He's come so far. Then I said yesterday, now I've got to tell you not to do something. First I'm telling him, do this, do this, do it this way. This is how you do it the right way. Now I'm telling you, don't do it today, go home. So you need to listen, and you have listened. And you will continue to listen. See, you can hear God through your leadership. Your pastor, your leadership can speak to you, and if you're really listening, that can be God speaking to you. You don't need to listen to me to hear from God, of course. 
but yet God will speak to you, give you counsel and, and, and instruction if you're listening. Say, I need to listen to wise counsel and receive instruction. Now, I know Gunner always listens. You've, you've, you've come on. I've watched you mature. I've watched you mature. I can remember years ago. This has been years ago. I prayed for him, and I said, if you, if you keep your heart right, God, you're going to develop your athletic ability, and God will use you. I can remember that, and your father was standing right there when I prayed for you. But you keep your heart right, and you stay humble. And the gifts that you have, God will use you. But don't just live for Gunner. Live for, for your family. Answer the phone. Live for... See, it's God calling, telling you, Gunner, Everything I'm telling you now is right, but I'm proud of you. Amen? I know it's the sisters that always get all the credit, but, but I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of the rest of you if you'll listen. If you'll listen. Say, I'm listening. God said of the nation of Israel, they are a nation void of counsel. In other words, they don't take advice. Nor is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. So I'm telling you, young people today, start thinking about your future and what God wants to do through you. Older people, if you're here today, start thinking about what can I do to be a blessing of God? It ain't over till the somebody sings. God expects his people to wisely consider, to ponder, think about, be instructed about their latter end. Psalm 94, 12 says, Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law. Teach means to train. In fact, in the the Hebrew, to teach means to train, but it means to prod. That's my job. Stand up. See, my job is to prod him. Push him. That's part of instruction. And you know, boy, you got broad shoulders. You can sit down now. You want me to help you down? You'll be all right. See, Sometimes Mike and Gunner, they don't like to be prodded. That's why you got a mom and a dad to instruct you. And I know you don't think they know anything. But they've been there and done that. And they do know some things. Wise is the young man that listens to his parents' counsel. That goes for everybody. See, that's pretty good preaching. See, and I didn't even get to the new stuff. I just went over the old stuff. We'll have, we got more to do. <clears throat> uh, I believe Pastor Brad will fill your ears and prod you next week. Let's stand to our feet.